Thank you for the download, for the stream. However you're listening to Sam Roberts Wrestling Podcast, even if you don't really know how you're listening to Sam Roberts Wrestling Podcast, but you know you are listening to Sam Roberts Wrestling Podcast, thank you for listening to Sam Roberts Wrestling Podcast. And don't forget, there are multiple ways that you can help out the show anytime you want. All you have to do is use your internet. First and foremost, make sure you're subscribed. Whether you're listening on Spotify, whether you're listening on iTunes, whether you're listening on Stitcher, even if you're just following along on the YouTube channel, make sure that you're subscribed to whatever service it is that you use. That way, you get new shows every single Thursday morning when the podcast drops for free, as well as bonus shows like last week when we dropped a bonus episode going over everything that happened at Wrestle Kingdom 12. Furthermore, you really want to help the show, then go to iTunes, go over to the reviews, leave a rating, I'd say five stars is fair, and write a review. It helps more than you could possibly know, and it costs you nothing. So, that's all I got as far as uh, this part goes. Now, we can actually start the podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Sam Roberts Wrestling Podcast. Introducing your host from New York, here is Sam Roberts. And here he is. Welcome to Sam Roberts Wrestling Podcast. Oh, I'm excited about today. I am excited about today. Big show. I've had a few big shows. We are going to go over, you know, I call it the bridge segment. The segment that exists between the interview segment and the state of wrestling. I hope you guys don't skip that segment. I know sometimes there's ads during that segment, but there's always content in there. Tweet me and let me know that you're not skipping that segment because I'm doing stuff in that segment. I just don't want to think that you guys are not hearing it. Uh, I'll go over your feedback that I got on my uh, New Japan show, the Wrestle Kingdom bonus podcast that dropped, I believe, Friday afternoon. We dropped that podcast for everybody uh, for free. It was a bonus show. So uh, if you haven't heard that, then download it. If you have heard it, uh, listen to it again. You can also watch the whole thing uh, over on the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash notsam. We also just uploaded the interview from uh, last week with Pete Gass. Pete Gass, the first actual sports entertainer, superstar, if you will, to enter into the Not Sam studio. Uh, and it was a great interview with him. Uh, lots of fun stories. That's what I love about Pete Gass. Just stories on stories from the Attitude Era, which is probably the funnest time, for stories anyway, uh, of any era in the world of pro wrestling. But we got a lot of content to shove in to today's show, so shoving we will do. By the way, make sure you're always checking what's going on over on that YouTube channel. Subscribe to it, YouTube slash NotSam, because not only do we put up clips from the state of wrestling, not only will we sometimes put up full bonus shows, video-style bonus shows, you get the whole video of myself doing the Wrestle Kingdom show, uh, but you'll also get non-wrestling content like the new Sam Roberts Now live YouTube show. It's a live talk show, uh, uh, but we and we talk about everything, wrestling and beyond, uh, as well as celebrity interviews and a whole bunch of stuff that goes on over at YouTube slash NotSam. So make sure you're subscribed. This week on the podcast, uh, my guest will be featured on the YouTube channel soon. Another superstar walked in to the Not Sam studio to conduct his first interview since becoming the Ring of Honor world champion. Dalton Castle sat down here in the Not Sam studio because 
He thought Sam Roberts Wrestling Podcast should be his first stop, and I can't tell you, I seriously can't tell you how much I appreciate that thought. Um, Kind of blows my mind a little bit, but Dalton Castle uh, has been uh, a friend and uh, one of my uh, favorite guys to watch for a couple of years now. I mean, he was on the podcast uh, a long time ago. You can see that interview as well over on the YouTube channel, Uh, and to watch his rise uh, has been amazing, especially because he deserves it. He's a guy that creates this character. He owns this character. He's doing something that is not only ballsy, but it's something that nobody else is doing. Plus, he can actually go in the ring. Strong as an ox, this kid. Strong as an ox. Uh, And last month, he won the Ring of Honor Heavyweight Championship at Final Battle, uh, and I'm thrilled to see him do it. So I wanted to talk to him ASAP. I said, get your ass in the Not Sam studio, and I think you heard from a lot of you guys on Twitter that you guys wanted to uh, hear from him too. This week on Sam Roberts Wrestling Podcast, first interview since becoming the Ring of Honor World Champion. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Dalton Castle. And now, the Sam Roberts Wrestling Podcast interview. How heavy should I breathe? Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> you have to concentrate on your breathing and just make sure right into the microphone, heavy and often. Okay. Yeah, just not natural. Whatever you do. What's going on? Yeah, I don't know what that is. But Jurassic it's, Park? It's only fitting that here in the Not Sam studio is the the glamorous, the uh, effervescent. Okay. Um, I don't know if, you know, when you're wrestling, I'd say the androgynous, but right now you don't seem as androgynous. Is it the V-neck? It's yeah, the V-neck. The V-neck's not yeah, as androgynous. it really takes away some of the class. <laughs> yeah. But well, ladies and gentlemen, the Ring of Honor heavyweight champion of the world, Dalton Castle. Thank is you it, so now, much. And a returning full-time co-host. Oh, I forgot about that. Yes. Of the Sam and Dalton experience. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Here on Sirius XM. And uh, as I look around the studio, Sirius. I'm, I'm, uh, is the budget going lower? What's yeah. happening? Like, the, the studio's uh, changed. Siri, the Westchester Sirius compound Oh, yeah, studios. the remote that's, studios. Yeah, that's where we are. Yeah, I forgot. I guess uh, that's a pretty cushy co-hosting gig yeah yeah was it once a year i pop in if that or has it been over a yeah, year it's probably been over a well, year i, I mean, mean i want to pre i thank you for having the patience and uh, the company for letting me take the sabbatical so i could go off and accomplish some things that i haven't done yet and, right and now that i've become ring of honor world champion uh i'm i'm back in the seat well that's what i figured in my mind i was like well if my co-host wins the ring of honor championship it's only good for the show so let me wait let me wait a, a year and a half or so. It's almost like the show is world champion right now. Is that what you? Is that the first thing you thought when you won the title? Like, oh my god, this is so good for Sam. Yeah, you can see it in my lips. The, like the second Carrie Silken hands me that brand new Ring of Honor World Championship belt, uh, my mouth, you like right there, and one. I don't know what angle it is, but you can see me just mumble. Sam's gonna be so happy. <laughs> well, I was. I was happy watching it. Uh, I didn't expect it, and I think a lot of people didn't expect it. But you tell me, because I talked about it after, and you might have heard it. But my theory on it was that it was a super positive move for Ring of Honor, not just to blow smoke up your behind, but because as great as 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 Cody is, and everybody knows that I think he's awesome, and he does the show, and I think the world of him and I think you're just that saying that because you want him to come back and do I would really especially now yeah. I mean he's only gotten more famous I really want him to come back and do this and yeah, he speaks uh, a little bit about you but not like not positive but you know it's not bad 
But it is my name. Yeah. Okay. He's All right. It. So that's he's, saying a lot. he's aware that I exist. Yeah. Okay. All right. But uh, you know, I, uh, Cody and the Young Bucks and the Bullet Club and the whole thing is like super positive in the sense that Ring of Honor has it here in the states because other groups don't for the most part. But you winning the title, I felt, was this move that is a Ring of Honor guy holding the Ring of Honor title. Does that make sense? Like, the Ring of Honor champion is a Ring of Honor... Not that you're a Ring of Honor creation, but a Ring of Honor creation. That's Dalton Castle is known... Yeah, I would say they are definitely the company, the first company to give me a, a bigger stage to perform on. And they're the reason, uh, I would say, the majority of anybody in the world knows who I am because Ring of Honor took that risk and they, they let me uh, onto their program and let me do what I've had been doing uh, on the indie scene. So, yeah, I am a ring of honor guy and i like i wasn't built nobody else built me up but them so like right yeah, I'm, I'm proud to carry that brand and i'm very happy to be a part of it and now to be the uh the, the spotlight and pinnacle guy on their card like it's cool so thanks i'm glad you you feel positive about it because yeah, i do too yeah yeah I, would <laughs> I feel good about being champ as well did you think it was a good business move i you know i i was thinking i was this is if i were me i would do make that move too yeah yeah, yeah. but i just it's one if of those... i had the book I would... <laughs> first thing you're gonna do there would be a couple more titles on me uh, as well yeah. i would probably have them all so yeah for in your mind ring of honor took a step backwards when they took the six-man titles off you mm-hmm Put a step forward with the world title. Right. Right. And, okay. Yeah. And they took weight out of my carry-on bag. So, like, one right. less belt to carry is like, whew. It's better. It's better. It's really interesting hearing uh, you said belt twice now. Title. I, championship. I come from a world where that is, like, uh, that is not a thing, which has some merit to it. You know, for all the, the rules and regulations, like, I would never – I have – belt would, is not something that I would say – in describing a title or a championship. Oh, except uh, mine actually holds my pants up. So. so you use it as a functional belt. Right. It's I a dual see. purpose. I see. Okay. Just to let people know I'm the world's greatest and right. uh, and I keep my pants right where they're needed. What people don't know about Ring of Honor's title is that there's actually a thin belt inside of it mm-hmm. that goes through the belt loops mm-hmm. of any standard pair of jeans. Yeah, they have a patent on it, too. So <laughs> it's really amazing. Yeah. There was a Shark Tank episode. You guys should have seen it. Um, did you... I guess was this was this something you you foresaw because I feel like the first time we spoke it was more about the character and how kind of wild it was that this character existed at all and existed inside of Ring of Honor and it was almost like for a time you were an attraction in Ring of Honor which is not to take anything away from anyone but it was like here in Ring of Honor there's going to be the championship match and there's going to be the six man over here and there's going to be the Dalton Castle match you know what I mean right yeah and sometimes when you're the attraction you don't get to be the champion yeah you don't get to be the main guy. the main event and, and right. that's and that's the way I found myself cutting through at that time because like you don't I didn't just show up and get in the ring and things went well and I would turn around like oh yeah the they're definitely going to put the title on me. Right. Uh, but like, I needed to earn that first. First, I needed to get the, the right to be a part of the program. And then I had to uh, build myself up to a point where they trust me on every show. And they and then they need me on there to make it up. But once I had the, um, the acceptance of everybody uh, as 
what you said, the attraction match, uh, it was time to prove that there was more to me than just that. So right. I didn't become just this one song guy. We're like, oh yeah, that's the guy with the fancy, fancy outfit and, uh, and the cool entrance, but what else is he going to offer us? So right. that was the struggle, I guess, for a couple of years. Yeah. And while, well, I just said, I think it's a really positive thing that it's like uh, to, for Ring of Honor to make their champion a Ring of Honor guy, not somebody who's necessarily got fame outside of Ring of Honor. Uh, it's a move that not a lot of companies would have made. Like that had to kind of come as like, okay, Cody's got the title, right? And Cody has achieved international fame in WWE. And since being out of WWE, he's like a big guy over in New Japan. And he gets to, he's got, you know, he's doing things outside of the Ring of Honor sphere. Yeah, well, I mean, it'd be like, I think when the WWE brings in The Rock, right? Like, Mm For somebody to beat The Rock, and I don't necessarily know if the correlation works 100%, that's kind of a big deal for WWE to do. They don't do stuff like that. And I kind of looked at Cody in a similar way in that he comes into Ring of Honor, and as much as he is a team player, Mm -hmm. he's still this guy who you can put on a poster and be like, oh yeah, from TV. Right, yeah. But he's also not as strong as me. Yeah. That's it. That's a huge so problem. Let's let's remember that part. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, I, Ring, Ring of Honor's really never been the company to do that. We don't. If you look back, we don't really rely on the popularity of others just to excel the the product that we have built. Because Ring of Honor itself, for over fifteen years, has been a, kind of its its own thing. So when guys get released from WWE, we don't immediately pick them up and make them our our next right. champion. That right. hasn't happened in history. Cody was a unique case in that he decided to take a step out, and uh, he was putting a lot of effort to making himself. Uh, re reinventing himself and, and and bringing a lot of eyes onto Cody, the performer, not Cody, the former WWE guy. Totally. And because he was doing that, Ring of Honor appreciated it, and I think all the fans of Ring of Honor uh, saw that and accepted him as one of our own. Uh, he was a Bullet Club member too, and that only helped. And oh yeah. Escalated things. So like, he came to our company and uh, brought a lot of eyes with him, which was great because I feel like Ring of Honor is such a good show and, and such a, a nice little a, a breath of fresh air of, of a different style of wrestling. Uh, people don't know about it until they are brought in by somebody like him. And then once they get here, we've got people like Jay Lethal and Matt Taven and Silas, uh, all like people keeping those new viewers. Right. Yeah, I mean, it really is great. When you watch a Ring of Honor pay-per-view, that's the feeling that I get. I keep like, bashing your table. That's okay. Is that okay? There, it's been, it's been uh, uh, reinforced. Although... You're very strong, so I don't know if it's been reinforced. I am the world champion. Let's yeah. not forget that. I don't know if it's been reinforced to that level. But I do feel that, that that's something that Ring of Honor is very good at, is like uh, creating, uh, like, here's the names on the marquee. Now let's put extra effort into showing you guys in matches that you might not be familiar with so that you come back for them, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And, and that you become loyal to the to the Ring of Honor Product. Yeah, you see that like um, I don't on small indie shows. I mean, they they bring in the the former WWF star, right? Uh, like, yeah, the Bushwhacker is here, and then the, they don't call Luke that. They don't call him the Bushwhacker. <laughs> here comes the Bushwhacker. He's no, it's copyright. Here's the Weed Whacker. <laughs> so you see, you see a name or a face that's familiar from your childhood, and you go to the show. But if you go to that big super show that they paid a bunch of money to bring a guy in. 
uh, people don't come back to the next show right. unless they've got that. And that's what like Ring of Honor has always kind of been good at is making the card top to bottom uh, splendid. So people have said in WCW back in the day when we were growing up that everybody wanted to be in the NWO because the NWO guys were the only ones that were making money and getting wins and doing all this stuff. And I sometimes wonder, especially for a guy like you who's like, Making this reputation for himself on kind of on your own merit, when the Bullet Club is is when you see them in Ring of Honor and it does amazing things for Marty Skrull and it does what we just said it does it only helps Cody Rhodes and it does amazing things for Adam Page. Is there any part of you that sits there in the locker room going like, huh, I've really been busting my ass to make this Dalton Castle thing work? Is there a version of Dalton Castle <laughs> that exists? In the Bullet Club, like I kind of in my head wonder if everybody in that locker room isn't kind of thinking to themselves, is there a version of me that works in the Bullet Club? Uh, well, I I would be lying if I didn't say I look at those guys and I don't have a little bit of envy with the amount of success and the merch sales they have. Yeah. And just the overwhelming uh, popularity that they, they have everywhere in the world. It's insane. And how the Young Bucks have taken just their brand to a whole different level without having, like you said, that that big machine backing them or, or a different brand behind them. And because they've done that, they I feel like they've elevated the world of wrestling uh, along with them. But when we're, we're nobody is on the level that they are, we went to um, uh, Dublin the week before uh, Final Battle. And mm -hmm. I, I was in a, it was me and the boys versus uh, Marty and the Young Bucks. And 2,000 people in Ireland, in Dublin, Ireland, are yelling lines and catchphrases from the Be in the Elite show. It, it just it blew my mind just looking around and seeing we're like we're on the other side of the world. Well, we're quarter quarter part of the way around. A different world. side, yeah, kind of. But and they have made an impact without anybody helping them along the way there. And uh, you see that. And part of me is like, man, all these guys in the Bullet Club get to ride alongside them and benefit from that. They all get their, their shirts in Hot Topic. They all get like these giant sales online and yeah. everywhere they go, they're, they're associated with them as well. So they're immediately um, at an advantage to everybody else. Now, that being said, seeing myself or watching where I came from or as my wife constantly reminds me of how uh, keeps me humbled whenever I complain about something and reminds me of where I started, uh, that I've built myself to this point without coasting alongside yes. somebody else. I, f I take great pride in that. And I'm, I'm very um, thankful and, right. and happy, uh, but my bank account is not, <laughs> not the same. <laughs> right. You're like, well, I've got my integrity, yeah. and that's what counts. Yeah. And your accountant's like, uh, does is that what counts? Because that's mm -hmm. not – I don't think so. Your taxes are in, and you need money, not integrity. Um, no, no. <laughs> I did it. With, I did it. I, I pulled up my bootstraps and I gripped my teeth. I did it by myself. So put that in the taxes there. Yeah, well, you got to pay for the bootstraps. No, well, mom. <laughs> <laughs> but I would have to imagine now, like, like of course you can look at that. But that is kind of the thing with success is that no matter what point you're at, there's, there's always, always someone to look at. Yeah. Like I'm sure there's lots of people, and I mean a lot of people, especially now more than ever, that look at you and are like. Well, why, why couldn't I have done that? I could have been kind of funny in the ring, or look at one like one one kind of section of what you do and go like, well, I can do that. How come I can't 
I can't, I can't, how come I can't be the Ring of Honor champion? How come I can't be on pay-per-view? How come I can't be doing this? Mm-hmm. And they sometimes forget that you're much stronger than them. Yeah, I think that's, that kinda... the, that's the part everyone overlooks. And I'm real quick, too. Real quick. Yeah, yeah. Not for a long time, but just, you know, quick bursts. Yeah, that's yeah, all yeah. In, those, in those bursts, and then you give the audience a chance to applaud you, and that, that allows you to catch your breath. Yeah, and well, I think that that looking at people's success is is something that kind of helps move most people forward. And it's not just... Mm-hmm. I'm not looking outside and like, I want what they've got. I always feel like I should be moving forward and, and doing something more. Uh, I win the, the championship in December. Right. And it felt great and it was really, really good. But it's also been extremely frustrating in that I, I have this amazing moment. Uh, I accomplished this this goal that I, I've set. And now I want to hit the ground running. I want to start doing more. I want to take this title and I want to try to elevate it. I want to try to elevate myself and I want to try to build ring of honor, but I'm not working like, right. There's just no shows. Yeah. We had a, like almost a month long break and yeah. I'm sitting home losing my mind. I got to go on vacation the day after, uh, the Philadelphia tapings. I, took my wife, we went to Cabo mm-hmm. of course, cause they got the best, uh, drinks with umbrellas in it. Right. But and it should be relaxing and fun. But I'm sitting there, and something in my head is going, "This is wrong. You need to be doing. You need to be working out. You yeah. need to be doing something more. You need to be in a ring somewhere." And that's. And then you start looking at other people's success and be like, "Well, would those guys be in Cabo right now? <laughs> yeah. Would those guys be on vacation right now? <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably. And they, yeah, but they would brought their tights. They would have brought their gear. Right. They would have at least had some merch to sell. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, the young bucks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, they <for> sure would. <laughs> they would. Yeah. I mean, I and I guess, but but. I mean, what do you do about that, though? That's kind of the structure that's set up aside from, I guess you could book international dates, but beyond that, that's kind of out of your control, isn't it? Because you're a Ring of Honor guy. You're the Ring of Honor champion. Right, if you yeah. want to put Ring of Honor on this pedestal, I guess you could figure out media appearances to do, but you wouldn't really yeah. be promoting. I want to work more Ring of uh, international dates. I, I Listen, you got a country and a ring. Uh, <laughs> I'll be there, especially if you're near a beach. Uh, you're getting me at a discount. Do you when you go on international dates? Do you have the boys booked too? Uh, actually, not often. I I've got boys all over the world, so right. that's easy. Right. Uh, the the Ireland shows that was the first time they got to travel with me, and that was kind of that was neat, and it was a real fun experience for them. Well, I think it's got to be great for them. Like, I guess it was probably when the when the six-man tag thing became a thing i mean maybe before that but that it oh, was like you know, the, the, the boys developed you could see it with the second they announced that there was going to be a six-man titles the those two they their <laughs> eyes just opened wide and it perked up with right oh uh, if you could just bottle that hope and just sell it to people everywhere yeah so like how do they feel when how do the boys feel if you want to talk about like looking at other people's success and stuff how do they feel when like you're doing other dates and like whoever it is like uh 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 Tanahashi is one of the boys or or Cody is in a boys hard, outfit or hard, yeah, hard <laughs> to get jealous of Tanahashi yeah world's coolest most handsome wonderful hair yeah uh I, I mean where am I going with this? I think I just you got just lost. To, I, yeah, what yeah. happened? I started talking about Tanahashi, saw him <laughs> in my eyes, and I got lost in the vision that I was imagining of him. Oh, He's a handsome man. He's got that up on people. Yeah, he can do that to I people. I mean, did you see him at, at Wrestle Kingdom? He had that curl God. just a little bit. How long do you think it took to get that hair? I mean, it had to be a long time. That's worth not it. an accident. Worth it. Yeah, really worth it. Um, so was there... 
a moment because I would imagine when you first get to Ring of Honor, the goal is to get the character over. That in my head is what, at least I think that's what my goal would be, is to like introduce people to who and what Dalton Castle is so they get it, and I think that that was successful. Now, is there a moment that comes when you're like, I got to remind these people that I'm really, really good in the ring? Because I went to, because I appreciated the Dalton Castle character, I think, more than I did the wrestler until like, it might, it was probably over a year ago. It was a Ring of Honor show. It was in that venue in the the, the, the bad New York one. Yeah, the, not the High Hammerstein. No, 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 no. The other venue, Pierce. Something like that. Something like yeah, that. yeah, yeah. Terminal what, Five. Yeah, yes. And it was, I guess, the first time I had appreciated the delayed German suplex oh. because you did it to Moose. Oh, thanks, man. And I was like, and when you when you like you did it, it was like a six man tag, and I can't remember the first two you did it with, but I was like, that's amazing. And you locked Moose, and I was like. Dalton, what are you doing, buddy? Like you're not gonna. This is lowering good... those hips, baby, yeah. and, and and keeping them keeping them tight. And then you and actually so... got him with that delayed German, and I was like, that's that. To me, it became the most incredible thing I'd seen out of you. Like that was more incredible to me than the whole entrance and the peacock and the jumpsuit and the boys. Oh. I was like, that delayed German did it for me. See, we got to get Moose back. <laughs> <laughs> I need to wrestle every night. That'll convince people that I'm a, I'm a worthy champion. But was there a moment when you were like, I got to remind people that I'm uh, I'm really really good at wrestling too? Yeah, I I think I struggled that with like maybe the first six months to a year. Yeah, when like when I first got to Ring of Honor, it's it's almost like I don't want to do anything to mess this up. Uh, I'm trying to make every move. The, the character was important to get over. Sure. And I'm I, I'm also like allowing people to kind of give me advice and uh, kind of write my stuff. Like I found myself doing things that I didn't think the character should be doing right off the start just because somebody uh, who I thought had been there longer than me suggested it. And like, well, obviously they're right, but they don't know who Dalton Castle is or what I want to portray and what I feel is offensive and what is not. And, uh, right. Cause it's a, it's a, it's a fine line, right? Right. Yeah. Right. yeah. And you really got to walk it correctly or I need to be confident one way or the other. And I can't let other people dictate what I do. So I found myself doing more silly things and I get away, like I'll get a reaction doing the pose and then like, I'll, I'll focus too much on that kind of stuff and I'll forget like, Oh yeah, you can, you can do cool moves here. You have to remind people you're an ass kicker too. Right. And I don't know when it clicked, but I it didn't, I mean, there wasn't one moment where it happened. I think I just started, um, coming into myself more. Yeah. And I would imagine out. too, that when you start getting reactions from the audience, for the wrestling. Yeah, part of it too, I wanted to be taken more serious. Sure. I, I want everyone to, I, I like that contrast of this avant-garde uh, Lady Gaga guy walking down and once the, the gear comes off, the personality's the same, but he's got all the abilities to kick everybody's ass and I, I wanted people to see me as a more serious wrestler. And part of, uh, here's the thing, I, I used to get called the Party Peacock and I created that on the indies, mm -hmm. and I hate it now. I don't. I don't like being called the Party Peacock because when I got to Ring of Honor, I, I decided right there. I go, okay, if I'm gonna be serious about this, I need to drop that and just be the Peacock. Yeah. Because the Party Peacock cannot be a champion. That's what I told myself. It makes sense. I mean, it really it makes sense. Party Peacock is so much more of a like fun gimmicky right. like. 
wacky thing. Party Peacock is the opening match attraction. Yeah, and when I started, that's what I, I was. But when it started more morphing into what Dalton Castle is now with the whole entrance and everything, I don't see a party anymore. I, right. I see somebody who's uh, putting on like a real display or a real show. Well, that's what it is. Dalton Castle's not invite. You're not invited to Dalton Castle's party. Like you can watch it. Like yeah. you put, yeah. Dalton Castle that's a good is, way to put it. Yeah, you're putting on a show for people to watch, not for people to be involved in. By the way, the same way you couldn't party with Freddie Mercury. You could watch Freddie Mercury, mm-hmm. right? Freddie Mercury would be the host of this thing, but you were in the audience for Freddie Mercury or, or Lady Gaga or yeah, whatever. Or like David you're not Bowie walking did, right. through in a nice turtleneck. You don't get to touch him. He just walks through. Right. Exactly. Is that really? Why, what are we all saying? Why are we saying exactly? Uh, exactly. Well, I don't agree. even agree with myself. <laughs> but it's, yeah, but that's, it's, it's not like, hey, let's all party. It's like, look at me. Right. I'm Dalton Castle. That's a good, yeah, that's kind of And, and I also think that Peacock has a nice connotation to it, as I'm sure you've thought about, because you are being, a Peacock does not just mean you're, showing your feathers on your jumpsuit and like look it's like a peacock like a peacock is when you're showing off moves in the ring mm-hmm. everything that's peacock yeah be, when you're loud peacocks are loud loud yeah the, just my voice i've never really been able to distinguish the difference between uh funny and loud so i just go loud <laughs> yeah i'm not sure how to be funny but i can be loud mm-hmm. yeah and sometimes people confuse that with funny right right Dalton castle well you also don't want that i mean not only is he a good wrestler he's really loud <laughs> you yeah, gotta, see, you this gotta guy. see this guy it's amazing it's amazing when you first get to ring of honor are there like because uh, ring of honor is not a gimmick heavy promotion historically or now i mean i think they've had performers and, and like uh, entertainer wrestlers in it like Delirious is one sure. uh, Larry Sweeney was a, a huge amazing yeah an amazing performer and I would say he's less of a serious wrestler and more of a entertainer right but but it's a handful of guys right like I think Ring of Honor is story heavy like mm-hmm. everything has a story to it but it's not over the top gimmick heavy and I think to make those gimmicks work in Ring of Honor you kind of have to be Really, really good. Like Larry Sweeney is still talked about now because people know how He's good one he of the was. Greatest, yeah. Obviously, delirious. It goes without saying. But like, when you and sh- that's it. That's where all the characters. <laughs> that, no more. Like no examples. more. I mean, I guess the Briscoes are characters, yeah, but they're... Claudio is pretending to be Swiss for a long time. <laughs> yeah, I don't even. Yeah. I don't even. I'm glad he's dropped that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but and I get and I don't know. You had that luchador for a while too. That generic, oh, yeah, that whatever. Generic guy. Yeah, he just kind of disappeared off the face of the earth. He died. Uh, is that right? Oh, no, you retired. Hmm. And, and then died. Yeah. Yeah. But when you show up and you put the jumpsuit on and stuff, is anybody snickering at you in, like, the locker room? Like, what's he, what is this guy trying to pull off? Uh, I think... I don't remember if that was the night Alberto Del Rio was wrestling with us or not. Uh, I, nobody, really. I mean, it was... I had already been hanging around so long that I've developed friendships with most of the roster already, and that's that's where I kind of had an advantage, where I I had such an ambition to be with the company of Ring of Honor that I was traveling with Bobby Fish every chance that I got. If I didn't have a, an indie show and he was going somewhere by car, I was in that car and I was traveling with him, and I had already known Matt Taven very well. He was a friend who... Uh, and I was just kind of hanging out with everybody and meeting people. And so, like, when it came time for me to finally get my shot, uh, people knew me. Uh, right. The locker room knew who I was. And they knew that you were serious. It yeah. wasn't like some guy just trying to disguise stuff with a ridiculous <laughs> what, jumpsuit. What is, 
What are the fans? <laughs> no, they were. I mean, I don't think anybody, everyone's seen it, but yeah, they were supportive. The office was supportive. They let me do the whole entrance. Yeah. Uh, and I was just, they helped me like get entrance music made so like I could use something on TV that was going to fit with what I had already been doing. Mm-hmm. And I'm about to burp. Go <laughs> for it. There it was. Go for it. That was an androgynous burp. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Nobody, I don't, I don't know if they did, they didn't do it to my face. Right. And now they can't do it because mm-hmm. you're the champ. Yeah. So it's like, what are you going to do? Huh? You can laugh at me. Right. I will. What, can I fire them? I don't know. What kind of powers do I have as well, a Now you can politic. Oh, yeah, yeah, You know yeah. what I mean? Like, uh, you can... I don't think he should be winning all that Right, exactly. Of... You're like Hogan now. Oh, yeah. Like, you, you got control over everything. You want to be my beefcake? I'll take you <laughs> definitely, with me. Definitely. Just... Yeah, I think Sam Roberts needs <laughs> a spot on the card tonight. I just get booked across every promotion you ever worked for. Yeah, you're going to have to get those sexy tights where the, the, where the sides are with all the slit. cutoffs yeah. and everything. Yeah, I could do it. I'd be willing to do it. Great. Um, So, you, do you... Uh, uh, you wanted Ring of Honor, you had that desire to work in Ring of Honor. Like, has that grown past it? Like, are you now looking at Bobby Fish and being like, oh, I would love to parallel this on to, into the NXT route and beyond? Or are you just in this moment going, you know what, I just won the Ring of Honor championship. That doesn't happen to many people. Yeah. Like, let me just ride this wave. <laughs> I li- literally, Sam, I just won. I haven't even defended the title one time yet. I'm probably one of so, the like, first people who's introduced you as Ring of Honor World You're champion. the first interview I have done since I... Actually, I have... I put people's... I put it off because I knew we were going to do this. So, I like, I've turned down uh, other podcasts for the last couple weeks because I, I wanted that. you to be the first. Well, I'm airing this That's in a real. month and a half. <laughs> so, <laughs> just hold off until this airs. Right. Uh, well. <laughs> yeah, just you relax. You won't be the first one. You're the first one who gets it. Yeah. Right. Uh, I'll just give different answers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, But, yeah, so do you, do, you, do you sit there going, like, like... No, I, I so I look at Bobby Fish and, and Kyle and, and Cole yeah. and, and Roddy, and I, I see I'm happy for all of them, and I, I'm really because that's like that was the inevitable next step for those guys. I don't think that is my next step at this moment. I just won the title, and to start thinking that far down the road, first I've got I've got about a year left with Ring of Honor guaranteed, so to start thinking past that would be unfair. To the company that I work for, and it would be unfair to the uh, the effort that I'm putting forth right now. I need to make the most of what I'm doing here, and if what I see now after that I've won this title, and and I, I think about where what I've done already with Ring of Honor, I want to. I always want to do more. I always want to do something bigger and better, and I'd like to make Ring of Honor be able to do that i mean i want us to grow i want us to get bigger shows i want us to do bigger production like we we finally had at the hammerstein with you see all those led boards yes so many led boards yeah i love led boards and they were like not only yours but a few a few entrances where it was like that's a real entrance right you know what i mean oh, and it's always amazing when i get to pull something off like that because like with you, set pieces oh yeah that was a big big <laughs> yeah uh so every i don't You've seen me, right? Rehearse sure. at the Hammerstein, do like one of my big stupid entrances. Yeah. I'm a maniac. I'm, a, I'm like a madman. And it's all because I micromanage and have done it all myself. I, I've never, I, I'm at the point I am right now because I've never relied on other people to handle something that I want done. And uh, we're, Ring of Honor, unfortunately, we're at the level where I mean, we don't got a big, um, fancy theater theatrical department to sure. handle all this stuff 
So like if you mention something to somebody, they're like, oh yeah, we can do that. It won't, won't get done. So I've always taken on upon myself to build my own. I built my own chariot last year. Did you? Yeah, that I built that in my apartment last year. Wow. So <laughs> the so the big things that you came out with this year. Okay, so this is the first time I've had help from other people to uh, get stuff out, get stuff brought to the show and build stuff and it was i was losing my mind like i had heart palpitations because i didn't have control i like they needed to build the the stands for me to to be wheeled out on yeah. and uh they weren't done the day of and i get there and i was supposed to have i need i'm getting all worked up about it hold on let me just go water. <laughs> yeah, take, a, take, take a drink of water i don't want you to get stressed out here all right so like if i do a big entrance I, I do it all. I bring all the extra boy stuff. I recruit the extra boys. Um, I will re I block it out. When I you say recruit, do you mean you go in the locker room day of and be like, blah, 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 or these are guys you know from the indies and stuff? I go to I go to our ring crew guys who's handling all the extra dudes, and I say, I need this many. You just look at the ring crew and just start assessing from line the moment up, you get there? Line up, shirts off. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then... Uh, <laughs> but, and I'm a madman, and... I, I, I'm ambitious and I want things to go so well so I'm not going to let anything get in the way of that and I'm going to run around like a, a maniac until the rehearse is right until uh, the, the, the set looks like I want it and because I'm so ambitious and meticulous I'm also thankful I'm surrounded by people who allow me to be such an asshole on these days? So they just get it. They they're they're polite. They're nice to me. Your dog's coming over here. Come here. <laughs> she is. Yeah. They. I think they. They're. I'm. I don't know what it is. I'm just so thankful that they are willing to help me out and allow me to be rude. Oh, you're so cute. <laughs> Right, I mean, and that's part of it, right? Like, I mean, even if they're not helping you, they were helping this time, but even if you have to build all your own sets, the idea that this organization will let you use them mm -hmm. and let you be this asshole day of because, like, you got to figure out all yeah. your shit. Like, I don't mean, I, like, I don't mean to be. I'm just. I no, I mean, it's what it's what happens when you have this this vision right. of what you want it to be, and for you. This is your bread and butter. This right. is everything. It doesn't affect anybody else if it doesn't go right. Right. It's me. Right. Yeah. And I, I want it. I need it to go right. Did you like this your, is my everything? Did you like your entrance then? Do you go back and watch them and be like, ah, oh, I should have done that. That's about all I can watch. Uh, I, I wish. All right. So there's things I can't control. Yeah. Such as lighting and camera angles. And that's stuff that, like, that's just going to happen because I don't have that control. So I guess I always think of things as like a theater element. Sure. There's a stage. Sure. Uh, the audience is here, so I need to be looking here. But cameras aren't the same as that. Uh, I don't. I liked this year's. Mm -hmm. I liked it a lot. They had, they had that confetti. Yeah. Shoot off. Yeah. Yeah. That's another thing. Like our our production crew, uh, Ring of Honor is growing so quickly right now, mm -hmm. and they are they're doing the best they can right now to keep up with the growth, and for those guys to be taking on so much more of like a set and deal with me the diva who wants this big elaborate broadway entrance right that is being thrown together and they've never like they're been hearing about it like day of well not hearing about it day of but, but they, they've never done this yeah they've never right. done this plus they've got to handle cameras and everything what do you want with my armpit it, it, she just wants to this is the best come over to this side it'll be easier bye luck no walk through here 
<laughs> she's like, goodbye, dog. No, she doesn't. Okay. But yeah, so like... Uh, I feel like I'm rambling. Am I rambling? No, it's just because you keep looking at... You keep getting distracted oh. by the dog and then coming back mid-thought and then thinking that your thought doesn't... What have I accomplished up, here? But... All I've said is... Uh, I bring all my designs and I'm an asshole. But I do and think people are nice to me and they help me get they help me look good. I think that the the uh, growth is an important point because like you watch Ring of Honor and it's like you see all this potential and like obviously all the talents there and like you can tell it's growing in terms of production and in terms of uh, uh, entrances and stuff like that. But it is a thing where like maybe they don't realize until they're at the show like oh we need somebody who's used to shooting this. Right. Because we're missing stuff here and there. Yeah, and that's one of the the problems with growing quickly is you it's evident. Like, people, you'll do something that's uh, bigger than you're used to, and then when you mess up, the little mess-ups are caught by more eyes. Right. And you know, there's just stuff that we need to iron out, and that's... I'm, I'm hopeful, and I think as time goes, we'll finally we'll, we'll fix those kinks, and uh, my entrance will look immaculate. Do you think that uh, uh uh well when did you without I guess drawing you draw the curtain back as much as you want um when did you realize that you were going to get the title Oh I have to put over first uh our production guy our, we had we had a guy build that that thing I rolled out Right on, yes 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 and I feel like even though it wasn't done when I got there in time for rehearsal he got it done and I was happy uh, I mean it looked good on TV Yeah our office member uh, Greg uh it was somebody else's idea to get those peacocks for the set pieces. I was just, all right, I wanted to make sure I, I say properly right. how I, thankful I am for the people that helped me out. On well, I don't, it's not just me. Yeah, and I don't think you that you could be misconstrued. I think that it was obvious that you're, you going crazy day of was not because people didn't have their shit together. It's because you're kind of a crazy person day of. Yes. Like, that was yeah. the point that I got from, I've got a million, from that. Yeah. yeah. I've just got a million things going. Plus, I have to wrestle a championship match later that yeah. day. Oh, and media earlier. Everything. Just, yeah. So when did you when did you realize that that you were gonna get the title? Okay, I, or find out or whatever. Was it a month or two? I don't remember how early, but I never said it out loud. Uh, I never told anybody. Even when, like in your family, like your wife, you don't tell anybody. No, she didn't know. Uh, I, it didn't feel real. Right. I felt like the second I say it, it was gonna be taken away. Because that's pro wrestling. Yeah, that is. I mean, that, that's part of it, right? That the the. You can't really. You can be happy that you think that in a month I'll be the champion. Yeah, like, and I've seen it happen to people. Yes, I've seen uh, my friends like be told one thing, and then we're at the hotel, and they find out through like a third party, and like, hey, they, <laughs> they uh, yeah, and they, it's just like it's crushing. They get told through a third party, like you're not. Yeah, that's that thing that you thought was going to happen—that's not which, happening. like, it shouldn't really affect you, anyways, because we're going out there to perform. Nonetheless, it's going to be the same. Right? But you've prepared mentally for one way, so I didn't. I didn't well, want to get my you, hopes up. And you want that moment that you got at the end of the show, where the confetti comes down and you're holding the title, and like this is the culmination of everything I've worked for. That's all I want, Sam. I know is a big flashy entrance, well, and, <laughs> and then confetti at the end. You should. All the stuff between is just. <laughs> Ugh, who and the, needs it? Dalton Castle, Castle should have like a confetti victory for every victory as champion. <laughs> I every, don't even need the match. No, no, just <laughs> just confetti victories. Undress me, confetti. <laughs> but so you find out like a month in advance, but you. It still... might have even been earlier than that. I knew they were building to it, and, mm -hmm. but I wasn't. I was still not sure. 
Right. Yeah. But I wasn't going to ask either. I wasn't going to go, is mm-hmm. this still happening? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's nothing less champion than being like, I'm still going to going to get to be the champion right yeah. i'm still gonna but what i but i could the only thing i could do is uh in those months leading up wrestle every match and perform like i am going to be a champ right like i deserve that spot and i i didn't want to leave any doubt when going into final battle that they're making the right decision pulling the trigger on me right so like even if you were going to change your mind you've now put this idea in my head and via my performance i've made it obvious to the people yeah that this is what should be happening. This yeah, is what we I, want. That's our guy. Yeah. That's what I want everybody to say. Yeah. As they, as they push their glasses up their nose. <laughs> there he is. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. Have you thought about, you know, uh, media is important. And uh, Adam Cole, for instance, I thought, uh, and Cody as well, both did a, a really great job uh, uh, representing the company as champion because when they would go out on media, they'd, they'd look like a million bucks. They'd have these nice suits on, very well spoken. Have you thought about how the Peacock translates into business attire? Right. Uh, like, shouldn't... shouldn't I, I don't think off is usually <laughs> yeah, of course. Tie on. Tie on. Of yeah. course. Yeah, bow tie maybe. But I don't think Dalton Castle should do media in just like a shirt and tie. Like, I think that everything is, feels custom. For Dalton Castle, don't you think? Yeah, but I, I mean, I've got my like. As you saw, I don't know if you got to watch the episodes where I came out in a suit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been experimenting with turtlenecks lately. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> you know, you know what Dalton Castle would wear as an ascot. Yeah, he would. Dalton uh, Castle. That's more of an Ashley guy. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. guess that's true. <laughs> but an ascot or a jabot. A jabot. Would What's be, a jabot? Oh, that's like the thing Prince would wear with the, I the see. fluffy. It's a little fluffy. It's a vampire thing. Right. Vampires love jabots. <laughs> I just think like yeah. Dalton Castle going and doing like a local, you know, whatever, Nashville morning show in a jabot <laughs> is is a great thing. Like yeah. which which uh, doubles as a doily when you're not using it. Sure. Mm-hmm. Take it out and just put it on the back of the like, Davenport. Over. Yeah, I think so. But you haven't uh, you haven't thought too much about that? No, I mean, I'm constantly thinking about uh, my appearance now that I know that I'm in, like, a more public eye. Uh, like, look at me. I'm in a, in a zip-up hoodie sweatshirt here with a V-neck. Right. I think I came pretty Dalton-Castle-y. <laughs> yeah, I guess this should uh, this should tell us everything, right? Dalton-Castle would be seen in a suit covered in cats. <laughs> Live cats. Live cats. <laughs> Just hanging there by the scruff, all of them. Wow. <laughs> um... So what what is it? This what, is the best interview I've ever done because there's a labradoodle the, by my the legs. labradoodle just hangs out. Yeah, I she, think that the, I think that Lila Garrity is an asset to the studio that she could just come and and walk over she, whenever. Well, she just walks over and puts my wrist in her mouth. <laughs> like you're gonna take me somewhere. Where are we going? What do you to the moon? What do you want to do as champion? Like specifically, like what what do you sit there and being like this is. This is what I want to do. Now, you know, the world is kind of your oyster. You have the title. Like, what, what do you want to do? I want to fight the world, Sam. Yeah. I want to be a real world champion. I, I really do want to go to more countries. Like, and also like a world's the, champion. A world's champion. The world's champion. You want to beat the best? <laughs> yeah. Um, wait, I think I said it out of order there. You want to beat the best? I get beat the best, you got to be the best, right? That you want to beat the best? Well, you got to be the rest. <laughs> like, what? Um, but you want to take that. So you My wanna... shoes aren't as worth as much as your car or house. <laughs> I think I'm doing I, it all wrong. Yeah, but I do have shoes. Um, so you want to take the title 
Yeah, I'd and like just to go do around that. the world. I, with I, it. I would like to fight more uh, in more countries. I want to be uh, in as many rings as possible. Well, uh, what, I don't know specifically uh, in Ring of Honor. Um, I want to bring a little bit more flavor to this. Entertainment, I think, is the most important thing about wrestling, regardless of how any purist thinks they think they do not like entertainment in their pro wrestling. They're wrong. Subliminally, yeah. they want to be entertained. That's like that's what they need. You can't have. They would be all at the UFC. They would be going to the NCAA's every day, right? If they, if they, uh, just golf if that's matches. Oh yeah, just going to watch golf all the time. Yeah. So you want to, you want to do a little more entertainment, mm-hmm. and and yeah. I mean, how do you think? Have you talked about people at Ring of Honor? Like, you mean going to like UK indies and bringing the Ring of Honor title and, mm-hmm. and doing stuff like that? Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, and uh, I mean, it's only been a month, right? And uh, I don't have much lined up. Uh, I've got a Europe trip coming. Uh, this might air after that, so we'll see how that goes and, and starts things rolling for me there. Yeah, uh, I, I want to take the belt. I want to fight Jimmy Fallon. You do? Uh, yeah, I think uh, he deserves a shot. Um, Jimmy yeah. Fallon, and if I could, this is a dream of mine. Uh, Tony Danza as a special as a special guest referee. If he's up for it, if, if he doesn't feel up for refing, um, maybe just ringside enforcer. Enforcer would be right. Work like for... that time Chuck Norris did it. And, right, yeah. but he had to throw. Chuck Norris at least had to throw like one karate kick. Yeah, but come on, Tony Danza. <laughs> he's the boss. He is the boss. He is the boss, and he'd answer that question for all of us, wouldn't he? Um, well, yeah, I mean, I think that that's... And and what do you think of Cody's 10,000-seat uh, uh, show that he is putting together, the all-in show? Is that anything that you've... It's just him he's putting together? I think there's a few people on that committee. Well, he said... It says all-in. I saw the thing. It was a date from Cody Rhodes on Twitter. He gave the date, and then it was a picture of Cody Rhodes, and then it said all-in. Well, I think that's the the elite guys, all, all of them. The Bucks, too. Yeah, I think yeah, the yeah, Bucks yeah. are involved. Yeah. I think that's great. Uh, that's just another step in that uh, these guys who built this name without the help of a, a major company mm-hmm. uh, are not only wildly successful, they're taking wrestling to a, a part or to a, a different limit where now they can fill an arena just using their names. Yeah, their yeah. names. Like I told you, I, I went. We went to Dublin, and there's 2,000 people there. That's that's one small country mm-hmm. that showed up for that. Now you, they've got the drawing power, and yeah. like just show that kind of ambition. I think is amazing, and I think it's going to motivate a lot, a lot of people to do a lot bigger things. Yeah, I mean, I I, I think so too, and I think it's 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 just good for wrestling in general. Um, I had a, a question you for you. You booked that day. You booked on it. For, for the all-in show? You all-in? I, have, I haven't been asked yet. Have you? Uh, I have not. But yeah. is your date free that day? I don't know day it is. <laughs> so, so potentially, yes. Yeah. Potentially, I mean, we no. work for the same company, so if they're not <laughs> booked that day, there's a good chance. But you're doing the Jericho Cruise. I am doing the Jericho so Cruise. So I had a uh, somebody in wrestling asked me, how are they going to uh, have a ring on a boat? Like, boats move. Mm-hmm. What's the ring going to be strapped to to make sure it's not... It's going to be a water ring a water a water ring like so it's like a water mattress yeah yeah but no yeah no 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 no. you're you're confusing it's okay. not going to be filled with water right it's going to be like one of those floating trampolines i see but in the pool so is this going to be like a didn't big japan or one of those uh, japanese promotions once do a pool death match i don't mike know. awesome was in it i had the tape i don't remember who it was it was years ago so it was like when you I was drown your opponent it was a ring 
It was an exploding death match, but there was a full ring set up on a platform in a pool. Oh, that's safe. Like, if you got catching fire, you just roll you out. You just roll into the yeah. pool. Yeah, no problem. It's like problem. That, that nitro when they were, like, wrestling. Exactly. Like that. That's what, it, yeah, on spring, spring break nitro. It was like a moat or something. <laughs> do you have any, uh, any, any dream matches left? I would imagine you do. Yeah, there's a lot. Like I just said, Jimmy Fallon is one of them. <laughs> That's, yeah. Yeah, I forgot. I, yeah, it was already covered. Uh, I mean, I've, I've knocked off a few. Like, I, I've been in the ring with Tanahashi. Uh, I've, I've, I've been in the ring with Liger, uh, Okada. Is the Liger I, match still your favorite match? At the time, you said it was your favorite match. When? When we last talked? I don't know. I read an interview with you, like, but it was years ago. Oh. I mean, it, it was one of the biggest moments. For your career. Yeah. yeah. That, was a, that was a real eye-opening thing where i was like oh this this is happening mm-hmm. like, how did i get here uh no i think my favorite moment now is tanahashi doing the the boy <laughs> yeah i mean it doesn't get much better yeah, than being that. a boy um i I've, i was gonna say i've never been in the ring with um kenny omega and but i finally did in like a six man but i'd like to see what we can do in a a, a one-on-one i've never wrestled kyle o'reilly and that wow. bugs me big yeah. time because I, I, I think the world of him, I think he's great. And I, I feel like him and I would click unless we don't. Then I'll be real sad. <laughs> right. Yeah, you have all this potential built up and then nothing. Yeah. You must uh, – and we were talking about this a little bit before we recorded. But uh, you must feel more – I don't know if the word is stable now. But in terms of having a career in wrestling because that's what you always talk about when you're younger. We might have talked about this you know, before when we spoke that yeah. it's – it's a difficult thing to make a career in pro wrestling, but I would imagine at this point, you've you know you can talk all you want about you know the elite making money, but but it I would imagine that you're at a point now where it's like things are more stable for you than they've probably ever been. Yeah, life is very good. Yeah, like I don't know if you noticed, but uh, I'm the champ. Is that right? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Congratulations. Payout. Yeah. But no, yeah, uh, I'm at a point where I'm one of the very few lucky people who make a living at doing what I love. And not only that, but I make a comfortable living. So, like, yeah. I never th- thought, like, when I started, uh, and I'm, I'm getting paid $20 a booking when I first started, that I would be at this point where I can support myself and my wife and, and we would be fine. Or I could go to Cabo uh, on, a, on a vacation. So it helps relax me and that like I know that I've uh I'm I'm actually doing this. I'm making a career out of it, but it all it does is make me want more cuz I'm like if it gets this good, how much better could it be if I put more effort into it? Well, and I think that that's great and and something that uh you got to be optimistic about because it feels like you know that you haven't hit your peak, right? That no, you're by, still like in no way. You're here, you've got this world championship, like you've accomplished so much and Two years, I'd say, you've accomplished an incredible amount. Not to take away from the years that came before that, but it's been this sort of... Well, the years, everything, everything's been building. Each yeah. year, I felt, has been better than the last, and that's what you want. And I, 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 unfortunately, I want it to happen faster, but that's always going to be the case. Of course. Uh, I'm... I got. I don't know where I was going off that, but I'm. I'm. Yeah. I mean, but, I but, never stop wanting more. And I just think it's 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 kind of amazing that you get to this place where you can be comfortable, right, in life, and still realize that I haven't. I'm still going up though. There's still way more stuff 
to grab. Well, yeah, that's, that's that's a good thing. Complacency is something I've never really had, mm-hmm. and like I, I told you about this after I won the title and went on vacation, I I feel like I should be doing more, and I feel guilty not doing it, and I want to start working forward, and I can't wait to start. Uh, getting back to work and, and and trying to build off of what I've done because like like I, I've I've always known I was good I always know I could be better and I, like being a champion was never out of sight for me mm-hmm. it was just a matter of convincing other people that I could be it and now that I am champion uh, I want I want something else I need to keep moving were there moments in the last like three years three four years where like you were frustrated because you didn't feel like Ring of Honor champion was in your grips and it was something that you wanted or did you not necessarily feel ready for it uh i would say maybe earlier in 2017 it started feeling like this is where it should be going but i look back at that and i I see where i was in the first few months of the year and i wasn't ready i know i wasn't you know now but then you then you were like this is a little bit frustrating i felt like i was ready. Yeah. yeah yeah but i mean obviously i wasn't Sure, but I wasn't upset that it didn't happen then because I I knew there was more to build on. I could I could build up to this, and and then I got it, and so here I am. Right, but like, what's the next step for me now? Did it feel real when you won? Like when you go back and it's like the confetti has come down, and you're back in the locker room, and you actually, you know, you talked about knowing it was coming but not believing it when you're holding the title. Is that like a oh my god, this is this just happened? I I, I don't know. <laughs> like, or did that moment just not really? Yeah, it never really clicked because I wasn't at. You're holding it. What are you doing? But you're not doing anything. Championship. You're not doing anything. So as you still champion. don't. As we as we talk here, you don't necessarily feel like the champion. Uh, I feel like a really good wrestler. Yeah. Uh, and until I'm doing something in the role of a champion. Uh, it it doesn't really dawn on me. I'm never gonna not be the best I can be. Right. I always want to be the best wrestler, but I'm I'm never I'm not, I don't walk through the store and be like these people know I'm the champ. <laughs> <laughs> well, you should be. You should have the title on. Oh yeah. Then they would know. Yeah, and, but they do look at me because my pants fall down when the title's not on. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. So you have to put it on. I heard that. I uh, can't remember who it was. Maybe Road Dog used to uh, put the tag team title in the. Uh, backseat of his car so it was stretched out in the window so that people could see it when they were driving that's just to you know? keep the heat out oh is that what yeah, the, you know you get these, those big reflecting these championships are so useful it's amazing it really is incredible like the swiss army knife of trophies it is cool that you got a new title yeah that's yeah only one other person has uh held it yeah and, and it wasn't for long when they they got it like Two days later, I took it from him. Now it's mine. Mine. Yeah, and I think that it was also kind of brilliant that they did that, that Cody got to hold that title for a little bit of time because it made me as a fan feel like, well, they're not making a new title just to give it to somebody else. You know <laughs> oh, what I mean? Really? Yeah, that's oh, it, I it made me, like, for, for, that was part of it. Not that, you know, that was the whole thing, but, like, part of it was like, oh, I guess they made a new title for Cody because right. they gave it to Cody. Yeah, because he because he wouldn't wear the he only wore that ring. And they're like, we got to give him something he likes. <laughs> yeah. Well, you done? Uh, did I say what my next step is yet? As a well, I'll just tell you. What uh, is the next step? I the next step I think as champion. I don't think it's it's to start doing more in Japan. I mean that's oh that's specifically that that would be a goal right there. I I have yet to make a real impact over there, and I think. Uh, if I'm if I'm gonna move in one direction and which is up and uh, an awesome boy band that I I used to like, um, 
One Direction. Of course. You, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, Up was a boy band? <laughs> oh, I think, uh, yeah, the next logical step as champion uh, with my brand new title is to, to start doing... And more. I mean, as a creative guy, like, there has to be that thing in you that knows how amazing a Dalton Castle entrance could be at a Wrestle Kingdom show in the Tokyo Dome. You don't want to get me started. Have you, did you, do you think about I it? I watched that show and I'm just like, oh, oh, that stage space. There's oh, so much. All those lights. And then the long ramp to come down. Oh, yeah. Oh, it would be God. like, it'd be like a chorus line. <laughs> but of course. With glitter. Of course. Since it's all your ideas, you'd have to go to Japan like three weeks early because you'd be building. Like, <laughs> no! <laughs> that's not right. Just, I'm just shouting at people who don't understand yeah yeah get it done <laughs> we're gonna tape this here tape that there it's got to be up well that's great man and and obviously the ring of honor people are all happy with you i well i mean i think i think they, so you're the champ they, they definitely it was validating to see that they were going to put the trust in me to uh be the spotlight of the company and right now i'm at a point where i have the responsibility to convince the locker room that i should be the champion I do mean, you feel that weight a little bit, yeah, yeah, but I've I've never not felt the weight when I go out there because I, I want to be the best and I want to perform the best. So, uh, if I'm not, if I feel comfortable, like I'm not going to go out there and try hard. Do you think that that's a tall order to prove to the locker room, or do you think because the locker room knows you, they're like, yeah, I mean, you know, I I think he's going to deliver. I don't know what they're thinking. You don't. Yeah, I'm not. I mean, you could get. <laughs> she just breathed right in my mouth. <laughs> uh, but you don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know where they're at, but all I know is I'm going to continue to try to get their approval and, and, and be the be a champion. Right. And be one that they're they're okay and proud to have. A question I have for you about your early days, because when you, when you go on a YouTube loop, for you, it doesn't take long to find your old radio stuff. <laughs> and to find your stuff of like interviewing, like you were doing radio where? In Albany, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I started in Rochester right. and then I moved to Albany. Right? Okay, so you're so doing... everything you're probably seeing is from Albany. Okay, so you're doing radio in Albany, and like when the WWE guys are doing their, you know, promo loops where they're promoting live shows and stuff, you're interviewing them for the uh, yeah. for the radio station. Yeah, those poor guys had to come in, and they were probably just doing their regular media, dishing it out, just trying to get it done so they can go take a nap, and then they <laughs> get in the studio with my jerk face. Yeah, and by and it, it's so poetic because it's like it's not even like hey this is rory McAllister. it's like i'm dalton castle and this is my radio show like you're dalton castle just but when you were doing that because you would you were wrestling as well then yeah so I, I had been wrestling for as long as i think i started almost simultaneously i started radio and then a few months later i started training to wrestle me too and it ended differently for both of us. <laughs> I love that you just gave me an up and down on my torso, and we're like, "Yeah, of course you were." <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. Yeah, no, I saw. It. I I pick up on the details. Um, it was involuntary. But too. did you? <laughs> it was immediately like, Wait, you wrestle? <laughs> like I haven't seen your sweet grandpa arms before. Did you? Uh, but when you're interviewing these guys, and you're a wrestler yourself, or an up and comer, whatever, was there a part of you that was like? Oh man, somebody should be interviewing me. I shouldn't be interviewing them. No. Or no. were they just so far on this other stratosphere that it was like just cool to interview WWE guys? There was a little part of me that just wanted to like turn the mics off and just pick their brain. Yeah. And, and all okay. I wanted to do was yeah try to use that to elevate myself because I mean wrestling I love being on the mic. I liked I liked radio, but wrestling is clearly my passion. It's what I love and I, what I feel best 
at. So when these guys would come in, I don't want to do the radio thing. You I really want, just want to ask them about I want to, yeah. hey, here's what I do. How do I get to you? Yeah. yeah. And did you do that with people? Sometimes, yeah. Who gave you, like, good advice? Uh, Punk and Heyman. Uh, like, I I turned the mic, I got done. I didn't ever, I never started with I Wrestle. I, I always stop the interview and they go, hey, just so you know, if I could just bug you for a couple of minutes to talk. They, uh, they help kind of just say, hey, keep plugging at it. I mean, send your stuff here. And, uh. I mean, they, nobody really could tell me. I was, probably wasn't asking the right questions, but nobody could really give solid advice other than just keep going at it because that's what they've been told, and that's really all you can do. Well, so, I mean, now, you know, as a guy who's kind of lived it, you have to, you're able to put yourself in that spot, whereas if I turned off these mics and we didn't know each we, other. We didn't leave them on. What do you want to know? I'll help you. How do you get a reaction? <laughs> <laughs> just terrible <laughs> shocking <Yeah>. shocking <laughs> but like it, it, I mean what advice would you give if somebody if young Dalton Castle were like I'm also a wrestler and I love what you do and what can I like what advice would you give you if you were going in to be interviewed by you at a radio station uh, find what's missing find what it's, isn't being done uh, like look at a, a show and what can you offer that nobody else is already doing so like if you if you're gonna be the millionaire the guy who's so snooty uh, how many guys are already doing that on the indie scene like you're no you're not unique in any way just find a way to be unique and I think that's what I struggled with in, in the beginning in the beginning yeah. yeah yeah well you found it thanks man <laughs> yeah you found it congratulations you're cool really no. cool you're cool you're yeah. the champion I, All right. Whether I you believe it or not, and I think that this uh, this interview has happened in a really interesting time because I think if I interview you six months from now, you won't have any of these feelings of uh, well, I haven't really done anything as champion. You know what I mean? I hope not. I wouldn't think and, so. And that like, it's the weirdest timing right now. Like, yeah. That break between the holidays and and then a bunch of guys go over and like the, people are working but the champ wasn't working and, right and that it's frustrating for me right but i mean I'm, I'm real excited to get back to work and when this airs uh hopefully i have dropped a lot of people on their head and i have you know it, it had is. a lot of gifts tweeted out you know because that's what it's about right gifts gifts get on those what g- up it airs it airs tomorrow so Oh, it does? Yeah, so oh, you want to drop I mean, unless you're going to assault me. I go back me. to work in a week. Come to Nashville. Nashville is the working, place. Work in a big room there. Yeah. I don't know the name of the building, but you can Google it. <laughs> right, right. Get you some can, tickets. I'll be there. At the Dalton Castle on Twitter, right? At the Dalton Castle on so Twitter. So you'll be, you'll be plugging your dates there. People will be able to find you. And Absolutely. Who are you wrestling in Nashville? Uh, Scary Martinez. He's, uh, I don't think that's what he's calling himself these days. <laughs> Punishment. He's oh right, 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 right! Tall, scary yes, guy course. with uh, eyeliner. Yeah, well, he had one of the when he had one of the big entrances at the pay per view. Right, and I love that. I love like I applaud people like uh, the Kingdom did it too. Cody's entrance, you could feel the heat yeah. when I was in the ring. Uh, I like when people take initiative and like step it up and try to try to do something bigger than the norm i love the, that uh, that matching of characters too the nashville's gonna be a good show mm-hmm. yeah because he's dead and i'm super alive right it's like goldust versus the undertaker <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's so goldust <laughs> yeah that's what i was thinking <laughs> thank you very much uh oh, thanks, Dalton castle everybody so uh should follow you everywhere and uh i i i'm glad we got to talk again man i only i think uh good things are to come 
I hope you are right. <laughs> you said you went he up. You went up at the end. I and, think uh, uh, good things are to come. Probably isn't the best it's ever going to be right now. No. Um, I mean, I hope it's not the best. I mean, it's good, but it could be better. Right. Let's make it better. Thank you very much, man. All right. Thanks, man. Thanks for letting me see the new Not Sam Studios. Yes, yes. And Is letting it... your, your, your pet your Labradoodle. Everything's great. It's, what a good day. It's an amazing time. Uh, can I just tell the people uh, the neighborhood you live in? is? Uh, is it, we're in the neighborhood from Get Out, right? <laughs> no, it's not yeah, the same. Super <laughs> elitist and creepy and scary. It's not. The, it's not I'm, exactly the. Uh, if you hear this audio, make sure you check on me. I don't but, think I'm making it out of here. Let's just put it this way: if I showed anybody in the neighborhood a tape of what you do uh, in your ring entrances, uh, you would oh. not be welcomed. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, man. Right, thank you, man. Here is Sam Roberts. You will never. Never hear me complain about a Dalton Castle interview. Uh, what a great dude and what a fun guest to have here on Sam Roberts Wrestling Podcast. Really appreciate him making the trip out to stop in to the Not Sam Studio and talk about uh, where he's at as Ring of Honor champion. And I think it's really an interesting time. I think that that's going to be a moment that you're not going to hear from him again. Um, you know, it's just a weird time to win the title and then go on whatever it's been, a four-week break. Uh, that would be weird for any performer. So I think that once he starts wrestling again, uh, it's going to be an entirely different Dalton Castle. But I think we're lucky to get that insight from him at this point in his life um, and to really just, I mean, watch his journey and how far he's come. It's really uh, it's really great. And if you haven't seen Dalton Castle's work, look it up on YouTube. Go to uh, Ring of Honor's website. Do whatever you can to become familiar with him because he's not going anywhere. He's going to do very, very good things. I mean, you watch this guy. All he does is improve. All he does is think about his craft. You know, and he pays attention to it. He doesn't take anything for granted. He's just trying to get better and better and better and better. And those are the people at the end of the day that succeed in life. And that's important. Um, I think he will end up at Wrestle Kingdom next year. Uh, that's obviously a goal of his. I don't think he specifically, I brought it up. But he didn't specific. He said his goal was to go to Japan and do a lot more there. I think that Dalton Castle will be at Wrestle Kingdom, and his entrance will be absolutely phenomenal. Um, on the bonus show that dropped on Friday, you can go and find it on the podcast feed, or you can watch it on YouTube at YouTube slash Not Sam. We talked about Wrestle Kingdom twelve that went down last week, um, and I'm not going to get into that too much because we spent about an hour on it uh, on that bonus show. And we also talked about what was going on after between uh, Kenny Omega and Cody Rhodes. We talked about what was going on with uh, um, Chris Jericho and Naito. Just really, really exciting stuff. But I wanted to address some of the feedback that I got uh, from that show. Because I got a ton of feedback. Facebook messages, YouTube comments, Instagrams, people sliding into my DMs. I couldn't stop it. I loved it, though. I love when I get feedback uh, that I can address. For instance... Somebody said it's not going to be Cody Rhodes and Co- I mean it's not going to be Cody Rhodes and Kenny Omega. It's going to be Kenny Omega and Jay White. And I think that yes, that would have been the thought before Wrestle Kingdom because, or or right after Wrestle Kingdom because Jay White was turning down the Bullet Club. But the fact that Cody Rhodes and Kenny Omega got into it, it's pretty clear that at some point Kenny Omega will be leaving the Bullet Club to feud with Cody Rhodes, which I'm very very excited about. We brought up the point about. Um, Running in other countries, why WWE won't do it, and and watching things in different time zones. And a lot of people, even though I said that they didn't really do it, pointed out that UFC runs shows in Brazil. They've run shows in Australia. A couple of things. Number one, when they run in Australia, they run in the morning, so it's still live local time, which I don't think WWE is going to do. 
And uh, number two, I, I want to say that most of UFC's bigger shows have been in the United States. I don't think they're running their huge shows outside the country, but I'm pretty ignorant when it comes to UFC. I watch casually, so I don't know enough. Maybe you're right. Um, a couple. One guy uh, sent me a message, and he said, uh, Okada... There was nothing wrong with Okada winning, which I didn't say there was anything wrong with it. I just said I'd rather Naito win. But they said, New Japan's trying to build Okada like Hogan, so what's wrong with that? And Tanahashi does not need a refresh. Uh, why does John Cena need a refresh? And I'll address both those things. Um, yeah, I think John Cena has had multiple refreshes throughout his career. I think any person at some point needs a refresh. Even the aforementioned Hulk Hogan at some point needed a refresh. Um, I don't think Tanahashi has reached John Cena levels. Uh, I think he could. You know, we were just singing his praises, especially of his hair with Dalton Castle. I just think he needs a refresh uh, and just something to make the audience feel a little more inspired. And I think he can do it. You know, I don't. it's not really a, a negative mark. It's just at this moment in time, it, you're, you're, you're at that point. Um, and as far as Okada winning and being like Hulk Hogan... Fine, if that's what you want to think, but I also think that uh, there is we, you don't build people like Hulk Hogan anymore. Like attention spans are just uh, grossly sh shrunken. So you know, and I don't think that putting Okada, having Okada lose, is taking the Hogan thing away from him. Hogan lost, right? At some point, Naito maybe was the ultimate warrior. And Hulk Hogan had to lose to the Ultimate Warrior. Eventually, he came back, and he was still Hulk Hogan, but he lost to him. You know, there's a handful of guys that Hogan has done that to, uh, even though eventually he does, you know, come back and, you know, Hogan must pose. But that's that's what I think about that. I don't think, I, I, I still think that in 2018, you have to go with what's hot. And I, I, I think the timing was right for Naito still. Uh, and the one criticism that I got more than just about any Ingobernables. 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 Hope I'm still pronouncing that right. People got so pissed off that I couldn't pronounce that right. By the way, if any of you watched the NXT uh, year-end review show, you saw um, uh, Andrade Cien Almas, who, of course, was one of the founding members of Los Ingobernables. Oh, <laughs> people are going to be pissed. Los Ingobernables. In Mexico, he was one of the founding members before he took off the mask, changed his name, and went to NXT. Um, and what did he say when he was hyping up his match with Johnny Gargano? He goes, tranquilo, tranquilo. He's bringing it. He's bringing it. Now, I don't, I'm not going to sit here and tell you Los Ingobernables are coming to NXT, especially since they exist in New Japan as well. But I'm just saying. I, I think it's exciting for all of us when we see little parts of somebody's character from before they were in WWE or NXT start to leak through. And that Tranquilo thing. Naito didn't make it up. Just think it's really cool. Um, and that NXT year-end show was pretty interesting. And they gave it two hours, so uh, it'll be good. I'm sure we'll talk more about NXT as we get closer to TakeOver. Maybe next week uh, we'll talk about NXT. But unfortunately, no NXT stories made the top five stories this week. Uh, I used my own brain, as well as what you guys said over on my Facebook page at facebook.com slash notsam to come up with this week's top five stories, and we go over them now in this week's, you know what it is, State of Wrestling. 
It's now time for this week's State of Wrestling. Welcome to the State of Wrestling. We are back to doing this live here on the Facebook page. If you want to be a part of it when it happens, sign up over on Facebook.com slash NotSam. Facebook.com slash NotSam. Like it, turn your alerts on, and get alerted when I go live, and you can be a part of the State of Wrestling a day before the podcast actually drops. Wednesday afternoons, uh, we'll do it here on the Facebook page, and we will go over the top five stories in the world of wrestling, and I'll, uh, I'll read some of your comments. It'll be great. I already see Samuel Jacob is saying, Happy Rusev Day, and a happy Rusev Day to everybody. By the way, how about the uh, win for Brizango, huh? Well, we're not going to start there. No, we're going to start with number five this week. And number five to me, and I look at uh, all the comments that you leave here on the Facebook page. Uh, I look at uh, wrestling. I, I use my own brain. It's my podcast. I should have a very, very strong hand in what makes the top five. Number five story this week is how good, to me, Monday Night Raw was. I thought Raw was great this week and... It did a lot for a few people. All these people fit into story number five. Number one, I love watching Braun Strowman destroy things. You would think at some point they would bring him up on at least some kind of manslaughter charges. I guess he hasn't killed anybody that I know of. I mean, he Roman Reigns did try to kill him. In, remember in the, in the truck? And in the garbage. No, no, no. Miz. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. He almost died in the garbage truck. Braun Strowman did. Um... With the help of Kane. Yeah, so there was twice that Braun Strowman almost died. But he's tried to kill people multiple times. He tipped over the ambulance. This week on Raw, he tried to kill Brock Lesnar and Kane, which definitely counts twice. I just couldn't believe the skill sets that some of these guys have. These secret skill sets that they have. Who knew that on top of being country strong, on top of being able to portray a monster like nobody's business, Braun Strowman has incredible grappling hook skills. I would never even think in my life, maybe that's because I'm from New York, I would never think in my life that I would have to have a reason to learn how to use a grappling hook. But that's why I'm S-A-W-F-T soft. Braun Strowman is H-A-W-R-D Howard, okay? This dude knows how to use a grappling hook and use it to almost kill Brock Lesnar. So... Anytime big things come crashing down, it's a good thing. Uh, And they're actually, that's kind of the secret, I guess. Because all of a sudden, I find myself kind of caring about a triple threat match I would have sworn I wasn't going to care about. Braun Strowman, Kane, and Brock Lesnar. It feels like a filler match. It feels like a match that is just existing to get us to WrestleMania. To have Brock Lesnar, you know, fight whoever he's going to fight, be it Roman Reigns or somebody else. But... I don't know. After that segment, I was like, okay, I want to see these guys destroy each other. Maybe they'll break the ring again or something. I feel like something will probably break in that match. And that's going to be cool to see. Uh, also, you had Woken Matt, who I thought did awesome. The, the Woken Matt entrance, uh, gangbusters, uh, awesome. Uh, laughing at Bray Wyatt, I thought was great. Really is not doing a service for Bray Wyatt at all. But I just thought the portrayal of Woken Matt this week. I thought Kurt Hawkins might be able to squeak one by. Unfortunately, he, he was not, um, but Woken Matt, I, I feel like, you know, here's the thing with Woken Matt. I don't know that he'll ever be as popular as Broken Matt, but that's because when Broken Matt showed up in TNA, it was like one of the only, if not the only, entertaining things on the show. Like, they were just not, 
They didn't have creative stuff going on on that show. So when Woken Matt shows up and captures all of our imagination, of course we're all going to flip out for him. That said, he's a brilliant character portrayed by a brilliant performer. Um, and I'm glad that now Woken Matt, the, uh, um, the evolution, really, of Broken Matt, is, is swimming with the big fishes. You know, I think that this is a, this is a very good thing. And uh, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to see it. And I'm, I'm loving watching him survive in WWE shark-infested waters and actually doing pretty good. The WWE spin on it so far has satisfied me. Look, Woken Matt is never going to be a universal title contender, I don't think. The way in TNA it was like he was the top of the show. I don't think Woken Matt will ever be the top of the show. But it's going to be a huge attraction. And it's going to be something that people talk about. People talk about it. My wife watches it. And she's like, that's weird. Like she's, she, But she's interested in it. You know, it's a thing that makes people interested. Which, you know, if you can get stuff that's interesting on TV, you're succeeding. Also successful this week on Raw was Jason Jordan. It really boggles my mind that people still think that Jason Jordan is being shoved down our throats. I still get that, that there are still people out there that feel like, oh, Jason Jordan's never going to work. They want him to be this good guy. They're shoving him down our throats. No, they're not. Like, he's supposed to be the guy that we all think is a weasel. He's being portrayed as a huge wiener. You know, he's way too cocky for himself. He asks for matches that he ends up losing. He makes it so that Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins lose their match. They're all mad at him. He's the little brother that none of us wanted. That's who Jason Jordan is, and it's not a mistake. And Jason Jordan is portraying it brilliantly. Jason Jordan has been great at owning this character. It feels natural to him. You know, it doesn't, when he does the character, he doesn't feel out of place. It doesn't feel like he doesn't know what he's doing. Even if we as an audience are not 100% sure what he's doing, he seems like he knows what he's doing. I believe that character. I believe the things that he says. And at some point, of course, of course he's going to turn on Kurt Angle. That's what this is all leading to. To me, it's, it's very, very obvious. And I am loving the story that's being told on the way. I think it's great. We're not, he's not being shaped into the next, you know, Roman Reigns. He's just not. This, this sort of entitled, obnoxious little brother millennial thing is not something we've seen uh, in recent memory anyway. And I think it's really, really cool. You know, I don't think that... Uh, uh, I see one person saying he isn't a good guy. He isn't a bad guy. He is the annoying guy. That's right, Sheldon. That's right. That's, <laughs> that's what he's supposed to be. So, and you know, he worms his way. It's not like, any, like Seth Rollins was happy to team with him. He wormed his way into that match. Um... He wormed his way into the title, and now they're stuck with him. It's like he's in the good guy locker room because technically he's not a bad guy, but nobody wants him in there. You know what I mean? That's the feeling that it gets on TV, and I think it's great. I think it's really, really cool. Um, finally, from Monday's Raw, story number five is the Balor Club, and, you know, talk about good things come to those who wait. The best use you could possibly have at this point for Finn Balor, Carl Anderson, and Luke Gallows. And it's working, and I was so happy. Even though, you know, it was because of Jason Jordan and this and that, didn't matter at all. Their win over Rollins, Reigns, and Jordan was so strong and so good for all three of those guys on Monday. 
I have high expectations. And I hope they keep going with it. And I hope they, they can hear the reaction that they're getting. And they can see, like, in these matches that they're having, they, it's so fluid. They work together so cohesively. It's like It's like they were supposed to be doing this all along. It's like this is what they were all waiting to do. Finn Balor comes out smiling. It looks legit. It looks like Anderson and Gallows are having a good time. Like, it looks like it's three guys having a good time that don't care about pissing anybody off. And those are great characters. That's relatable. That's something people want to see. When we watch wrestling, we want to know that people are having a good time. And when we watch guys like Gallows, Anderson, especially Carl Anderson and Finn Balor, that have traveled the world, that have done this thing for years and years and years, we want to know that they're still having fun. And they are. And that's what's going to make this team work and click and be so special. Um, And you're right, Dino. They are trolling the Bullet Club. 100%. But now's the time to do it. Why not? I mean, WWE's got the creme de la creme of the history of the Bullet Club, right? Carl Anderson... Luke Gallows, Finn Balor, AJ Styles over over on the other roster. That's the foundation of the Bullet Club. Now, not to take anything away from the elite. The elite, I feel like, is a whole separate thing and a whole new evolution of what the Bullet Club is. Marty Skrull, Young Bucks, Cody, obviously the cleaner, Kenny Omega, Hangman Page, like all these guys, yes. Yes, 100% yes. But that's almost a different group than the original Bullet Club, which included the guys that got shouted out on Raw. Tama Tonga, Fale, getting raw shout-outs on the same episode that Corey Graves is talking about Tommy Wiseau, I was in paradise. I thought it deserved its own, its own spot here on the top five stories of the week. So we go to number four. The number four story, speaking of Cody Rhodes, the Young Bucks, the Elite, we talked about it with Dalton Castle in the interview this week, the all-in show. The all-in show is the show that Cody Rhodes felt challenged to put together. Uh, Dave Meltzer, it all started on Twitter when Dave Meltzer talked about doing 10,000-seat arenas. Cody Rhodes took took it as a challenge. And now, I don't know who is financing it with them, but the Young Bucks and Cody Rhodes are putting their own money up to put on a show that they want to draw 10,000 people for. Now, I don't think, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think that they've announced the location of it yet. I wouldn't be surprised if they picked Chicago. If it were me, I would pick Chicago because I would want to get 10,000 people into an arena and then get them all over to Pro Wrestling Tees to buy my merch. Um, and to buy my merch, right? ProWrestlingTees.com slash Sam Roberts. You could do that too. I think if you go to the Pro Wrestling Tees store, they have computers where you can order shirts that are not stocked in the store. So let's say they're sold out of the Not Sam t-shirt, the Sam Roberts Wrestling Podcast t-shirt, the Sam Roberts 8-bit game video game t-shirt, the action figure t-shirt, whatever you need. The Roberts Shill, I mean the Shill Roberts Shill t-shirt. Very, very popular. Let's say they don't have them in stock. You can use the computers in the store to buy the t-shirt. So that's what you could do if you're going to the all-in show. But I would probably, if I were them, make it happen in Chicago to try to get even more merch sold. And that way you don't have to have any merch shipped. You could just have them printed at Pro Wrestling Tees. Um, But that's one location that's been brought up. They announced uh, all that they've announced so far. Obviously, the Young Bucks and Cody are doing this together, so they'll be there. Kenny Omega has uh, uh, hinted at being there, and it's also been hinted that Stephen Amell from Arrow 
who we see saw on SummerSlam, who we saw earlier this year at Ring of Honor, uh, hinted that both those performers will be there as well. Probably not a huge shocker to anybody. Um, and it will be on September 1st. We have a date. September 1st, 2018 is when uh, is when All In is actually going to go down. You know, that's not too far from my birthday. Maybe I should make the trip out to wherever it is, do some live coverage. I'm going to talk to Cody. I'm going to see if All In needs a live podcast or something. Who would like that? Would you guys like that if I did something with the All In show? I just really support this uh, independent spirit that this show has, uh, and I think it's got huge potential. I would imagine that Marty Skrull will be there. I would imagine the whole Bullet Club will be there. Um, you know, Hangman Page, you know, everybody. Um, I would think that the Ring of Honor guys will be there. I would think that, like, a Dalton Castle would be there. It should be a who's who, and I would imagine that Ring of Honor would be um, willing to lend talent out to a show like that. Um, and I think you should get guys from New Japan. I think you should get Will Ospreay. I think you should get Zack Sabre Jr. I think you should get Naito. I think you should get Tanahashi. I think you should get Takahashi. I think all of these guys should be there. Hell, call up WWE. See if you can work out a, a Terry Funk retirement show deal and get a couple of WWE guys to show up there. I mean, how crazy would it be if the Balor Club shows up to the All In show? You know, I don't think it's the worst thing in the world for WWE to have the Balor Club show up. If they were mad that the Bullet Club uh, invaded Raw that time and showed up in the parking lot, I don't think it would be the worst idea in the world for the Balor Club to show up and stare down the Bullet Club. Don't let them touch them. Don't look weaker. Just show up, say, we got your number, get that pop, get some uh, notoriety for the Balor Club, and let people remember that they were first, and then split. I think it's a great idea. I would do that 100%. 100%. CM Punk is a name that's been brought up uh, by Robert. CM Punk, I would imagine, well, I don't know if it'll have any effect on it. You know, because I think that lawsuit is still happening between the WWE and CM Punk, but I don't think that that would affect other professional wrestling shows. You know, I I, I I doubt it. If I were a betting man, I would say CM Punk will not be there. But if CM Punk is going to be at any wrestling show in 2018, it, it would be that one, right? It would be that one. I don't know who's friends with CM Punk anymore in the wrestling business. Uh, I don't think Colt Cabana is, um, but I don't know. You know, I don't, I don't know. I know that, like, when I see him, I'm friendly with CM Punk, but I don't, does he know you? Does he call you at home? You know, I don't have, a, I don't call him. I don't text him. I don't have his phone number. So I don't know who, who Punk still talks to, but if it would be interesting. He does have a deal with pro wrestling tees. So it's not like he does still have a toe in that wrestling world. The baby toe, but it's still a toe. So who knows? Who knows? I think it could be very, very interesting. Number three story this week is a story that's come up multiple times. Uh, and Drew Chandler says, but it's in Chicago, Sam. I don't know. Have they officially announced it's in Chicago? I don't know. The Young Bucks have been in, in touch with Punk a lot as per interviews. I think that that's true, too. So I think it'll be uh, I think it'll be interesting. Uh, Hansel, I believe is your name, right? Yeah, Hansel has brought it up in the chat just now. Uh, and it's the number three story this week. It is Raw 25. Uh, a lot of names brought up for the 25th anniversary of Monday Night Raw this week. So uh, I think it's two weeks from Monday. I want to say it's two weeks from Monday, the 20-whatever that is. Um, 
It's Raw 25. It's going to be from the Manhattan Center and from maybe it's one week. I mean, 14. Blah, blah, blah. It could be one week from Monday. Maybe I'm wrong. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. It's coming up, though. And uh, it's going to be broadcast simultaneously. They're doing the Manhattan Center and the Barclays Center. We don't know exactly what's going to be happening at the Barclays Center and the Manhattan Center specifically, but both venues are going to be used uh, for live content. Um, and a lot of names. When it was first announced, they said, hey, buy your tickets. It's Raw 25. The WWE superstars will be there along with Shawn Michaels, Undertaker, and Kevin Nash. That was all that was announced so far. Um in my head, I would think that they're going to do a lot of legends at the Manhattan Center and a lot of current-day superstars at the Barclays Center, but I also think that you're going to have interaction between the two, and there are so many legends that are going to be there, and it's not like that they're going to be wrestling. So, you know, I think you're going to have to have some current-day guys at the Manhattan Center and, and back and forth, vice versa. One week from Monday, by the way. One week from Monday is Raw 25. And this week, it was announced... The Undertaker, Jim Ross, and Jerry the King Lawler, who will be, I'm sure, providing some kind of commentary. There will probably be special matches that happen at the Manhattan Center, and I would imagine that's where the King and Jerry Lawler, I mean, the King and JR will be. I don't think that they're going to be doing commentary for the whole show. I think that Corey Graves, um, Michael Cole, and uh, who's, who, Byron doesn't do Roy, oh, Booker T. How am I going to forget Booker T.? Booker T, Michael Cole, and Corey Graves, I would think will be back at the Barclays Center while King and JR will be at the Manhattan Center, but that's pure speculation on my part. But we will have Undertaker, Jim Ross, Jerry Lawler, Kevin Nash, Scott Hall, Ric Flair, Brie Bella, Nikki Bella, JBL, Ron Simmons, the Dudley Boys, DX, Shawn Michaels, Triple H, the New Age Outlaws, um, the Godfather, Brother Love, I love you, the Boogeyman, Teddy Long, The Million Dollar Man, John Laurinaitis, Sergeant Slaughter, and the man himself, the one that we were all waiting for, Shatter That Glass, baby. Stone Cold Steve Austin, also going to be at Raw 25. I think it's going to be an amazing, amazing week. Because you got Raw 25 on Monday. You got SmackDown on Tuesday. NXT is going to be on Wednesday. Thursday and Friday, catch up on your sleep because that Saturday is NXT TakeOver Philly and that Sunday is the Royal Rumble. You can never say WWE doesn't give us enough content. It's going to be amazing. And the, the Royal Rumble is going to be, I would imagine, a four-hour show with a two-hour kickoff. That's how they're going to fit two Rumble matches into one show and it will probably go late. I wouldn't be surprised if the Royal Rumble with the two-hour pre-show starts gets close to seven hours. I wouldn't be surprised at all. PW Insider is reporting that Eric Bischoff will be there too. I don't know if that's true, but PW Insider is a pretty good website. Um, I think that, uh, and I think there's going to be a lot of surprises. You know, I wouldn't be shocked even slightly if The Rock showed up. You know, The Rock has showed up for less. So uh, I would not be surprised if there was a, a surprise appearance from The Rock, which is unfortunate because to not be surprised by a surprise appearance kind of defeats the purpose. Um... And I think, you know, there, there's going to be a plethora, a plethora of guys there. I think anybody that you can think of, there's a possibility that they'll be there. Um, especially if they had to do with Raw. It's so funny, too, because uh, clearly Bruce Pritchard's uh, podcast, uh, uh, the, the, the power that he's gotten from podcasting has influenced this a lot. Because Brother Love wasn't even on Raw. 
I mean, a little bit. You know, like in the in the I think in the in the mid '90s, he came back for like a cup of coffee to do a couple of segments. But there was very little brother love. I know, like to announce the ringmaster. There was very little brother love on Monday Night Raw. The brother loves time of really being over was pre-Monday Night Raw, so uh, I think it's really, really interesting that they're bringing Brother Love back. But it's going to be a great show. I'm super, super excited. Bobby Cohen is asking, uh, you think Goldberg's going to be there? Um, I doubt it. I don't think Gold. I think Goldberg's done for a while. It could be. I mean, again, he should be. He has a lot to do with Raw, both being on Raw and being a competitor to Raw, but I don't, I would, I would guess not. Uh, Casey says Alberto Del Rio is going to propose to Paige on Raw 25. I don't think that'll go very well <laughs> for anybody involved. Paige will probably come out fine. Um, I think Alberto would probably get thrown out of the building. Um, but there's a... What about Gilbert? I could see Gilbert being there. If, if you had to ask me who's going to be at Raw 25, Goldberg or Gilbert? I'd say put your money on Gilbert. Well, I think that that could definitely happen. We'll probably get a Doink the Clown appearance you know, by whoever they can find. They'll probably just grab the suit and just throw it on somebody. Um, you know, I, I guess I wouldn't be shocked if Vader was there. Um, he tends to show up. Uh, I don't know. Could be a lot of people, but I'm super, super excited about it, especially uh, with everything that's, uh, with all the announcements. I see uh, Jericho is asking if Jericho is going to be back. I don't think so. I think he, he actually is on tour with Fozzie that day. Um, which is cool for Jericho, because I think something Jericho does that's smart is he only comes back, he doesn't really return, uh, as a cast, he returns as a, as an individual, which I think is smart, I get it, uh, and somebody's asking about if Rob Bartlett will be back, I'm, I'm surprised Bret Hart isn't on the list, to tell you the truth, um, because I don't think he'll be a surprise, he may be announced next week, though, you know, they might still be ironing out details, but I would, Bret Hart should be there, um, and what was the other name I just said? Rob Bartlett. I'll tell you what, guys. I will get in contact with Rob Bartlett. Um, he is somebody I have contact with. I will talk to Rob Bartlett. If you guys want me to interview Rob Bartlett for the podcast, might be a fun thing to do that week for Raw 25. I don't know, unless you're not interested. Rob Bartlett did the first 13 episodes of Raw and uh, has been called, maybe unfairly, maybe fairly, the worst commentator of all time. He's a comedian that was doing radio with Imus, and he had no experience. He knew nothing of wrestling, and they brought him in to do commentary for the first 13 episodes, um, and a lot of people didn't like him. But, you know, it's, it's the stuff of legends when that happens. So if you guys want Rob Bartlett on the podcast, please do let me know because uh, I'm quite sure I can get that done. Uh, but I will find out if he's going to be at Raw 25 because I'm interested. I'm interested. Patrick Wells is asking about Hogan. Yeah, it would be a cool night for the return of Hogan. Um, I just don't know if they're ready for the return of Hogan. The number two story this week brings us to Tuesday night and SmackDown. Daniel Bryan, primarily. A lot of people had a good SmackDown. Um, I thought that they did a lot on SmackDown, as they did on Raw, to shape the women's uh, Rumble match. Uh, Shelton Benjamin um, and Chad Gable did awesome, as they've been doing uh, on a regular basis. There was a good Raw for them. But the Daniel Bryan-Shane McMahon story is getting very, very interesting because in the last two weeks, Daniel Bryan has take on a, taken on a pretty obvious role of a villain. He's, a, he's being a bad guy. He's not being a nice guy. He's not, he's not being that fair all the time. Um, and I think that that's interesting to note. I'm going to give it a couple more weeks. But if he stays down this road of drifting towards being a bad guy, 
it makes me think he's not going to wrestle. It makes me feel like I might have to take back my prediction for 2018. You know, uh, as of the end of 2017, with the story of Shane McMahon and Daniel Bryan, I said, yes, they wouldn't be doing this if Daniel Bryan wasn't going to wrestle. But he's made an abrupt turn in the last couple weeks and made it so he's obviously a bad guy. And his favoritism for Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens does seem more apparent. So if they do keep going in that direction, and this isn't like a red herring, and it still could be, I really wouldn't be surprised if they're trying to put the heel juice on Daniel Bryan thick so that Shane McMahon can turn. Because if Shane McMahon turns, Daniel Bryan's coming back. Uh, And Shane McMahon should turn so Daniel Bryan can come back. But, (laughs) I mean, I don't know anything about the medical stuff. I just am speaking as a fan. Um... But if Daniel Bryan keeps going down this road of being the obvious heel that he's being, uh, I don't know if he'll be back. I don't know if he'll be back. Dino says, I read that Bryan is as good as gone and even turned down big money for an extension, so they're turning him heel. You know, I don't I don't really buy that because it's not like it buries him to turn him heel. Some people are saying that, well, WWE wants to lower his stock, so they're going to turn him heel before he leaves. I don't think his contract is up until September, and I get turning him heel because they want to lower his stock, but if they wanted to lower his stock on the indies if he goes back to wrestling, they wouldn't put him on multiple segments of TV every week. Daniel Bryan is half of the central storyline to SmackDown, and if you're trying to bury somebody, if you're trying to make them less valuable outside of WWE for the purpose of contract negotiation, if you're trying to get somebody to stay with WWE by punishing them, I don't think that putting them as a central character in a storyline is a punishment. Even if you are the bad guy, it's just not a punishment. So I don't necessarily buy that um, uh, uh, because I don't think it's going to affect his appeal. And you're making him more of a star just by putting him on TV. So I don't think WWE is doing this to to screw him over. You know, it just doesn't... Makes sense. And they know. I mean, WWE knows the wrestling business. They know how it works. So, I don't know. That's just that's just uh, how I feel. Uh, and the number one. The number one. It says Triple H commented the other day, making it seem like he won't be wrestling uh, again. Yeah, but, you know, it's wrestling. And if they wanted it to be a surprise, they would be commenting that he probably won't be wrestling again. You know, if they want Daniel Bryan's return to be a surprise, they wouldn't start hinting, well, maybe he will. Who knows? they go like, yeah, it's not happening. You know, could work on either, or it could be true. It could be 100% true. I don't know. I don't know. His first match on the Indies will be on the cruise of Jericho. Stay afloat, man. Oh, would Jericho love that, wouldn't he? Good for Jericho. At this point, I mean, he's got the world by the balls, so I, I can't say any. Jericho's doing everything right. I hope he does get the Daniel Bryan match, if anybody gets it. The number one story of the week. Secret lunch or dinner or meeting or something between Triple H and Ronda Rousey. It went down Tuesday. SmackDown was on. We were all tucked into our beds with the boob tube tube turned to the USA Network or whatever network it is overseas. We were all watching SmackDown, and while we were watching SmackDown, Triple H was yip-yip-yapping with Ronda Rousey about God knows what. Um, I do think that Ronda Rousey will be at the Royal Rumble. If I had to guess, I will say Ronda Rousey will be at the Royal Rumble. Uh, 
Will she win the Royal Rumble? I would hope not. You know, people said that they were so upset that James Ellsworth spoiled the finish of the first women's uh, Money in the Bank ladder match. It, it ruins the legacy of that, of what that match could mean. Okay. Well, if you're doing the first women's Money in the Bank, uh, first women's Royal Rumble match, and the woman who wins it isn't even on the active roster, doesn't, isn't that worse than James Ellsworth? I just don't think, if we're going to stop an angle so we can announce this thing and make everybody uh, a break character and just celebrate it, and every bit of advertising talk about how historic this is, and then give it to somebody who's a star from outside the business, even though she's a star in MMA, it is outside the business. I just don't think it's in the spirit of what's being advertised. Never stopped him before, still could happen, but I, I, I don't think it's a good look. And so I hope that that doesn't happen. There's a lot of ways you could go about it so that it doesn't happen. I still think that we could easily see the Charlotte-Ronda Rousey match at WrestleMania. And I would, that would be, if, if you're telling me Ronda Rousey is wrestling at WrestleMania, I would much rather see her go one-on-one with Charlotte than I would any kind of tag match. Now look, maybe you shape a thing and, and, and put together what you were trying to put together about three years ago and have the Rock and, Ran- uh, Rock and Ronda versus Triple H and Stephanie. That could be where they're going. But I don't think so. I think it's going to... She Ronda should be used to highlight the women in the WWE. And to highlight the women in the WWE, put her in the Royal Rumble, have her get eliminated by however. You know, it could happen a million ways. It's easy to do that in the Royal Rumble. And then still give her the match with, with Charlotte. Why not have Asuka win the Royal Rumble to really... I mean, you know, I know that the Royal Rumble technically doesn't doesn't... Uh, uh, stand against an undefeated streak. But how cool would that be if Asuka is undefeated and even in Royal Rumble matches? Like, that's crazy. I'd have Asuka win the Royal Rumble and then have Charlotte get the Ronda Rousey match at WrestleMania. I think that's the way to do it. To me, I think that's the way uh, to get it done. Uh, It says uh, Charlotte Flair can put Ronda over. Um, I don't mind Ronda Rousey beating Charlotte at WrestleMania. I would hope... I would rather see Charlotte win, but I don't think it would like hurt Charlotte to lose to Ronda Rousey at WrestleMania. I just think that it would hurt everybody to have her win the Royal Rumble. You know, it just doesn't... Well, it certainly doesn't do anybody good to have uh, Ronda Rousey win the Royal Rumble, but who knows? Who knows? How many female wrestlers are signed to SmackDown and Raw? Gotta be uh, lucky to be over 15. That's half the Rumble match filled. I think Rousey will be there. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta realize that. There, I think there's 18 women altogether. And that's just a rough estimate. Plus two are champions. So you're talking about 16 women. You got 14 spots that are left open. You're going to have uh, some legends. You got to believe uh, Eve Torres will make an appearance, maybe. Um, I could see Lita making an appearance. Uh, maybe Trish Stratus could be. Um, but there's a lot of people. You know, it could be a celebrity. You know, you never know if Snooki's going to make an appearance. I don't think Maria Menunos is going to be in this one. Um, she had brain surgery like six months ago, so I don't think being in a Royal Rumble is this is the time to do that. But I also think that you're going to see uh, a lot of the women from NXT, a lot of the women from the Mae Young Classic. I think uh, you you may see a Candice LeRae in the Royal Rumble. I think uh, you may see an iconic duo pop up in the Royal Rumble. You know, there's 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 room for all those women, and I think it'll be really really interesting to watch them all uh, in the same ring. Ivory is a good shot. You know, Ivory is still in shape. Maybe Ivory will be in there. 
I don't know. I don't know. But that's what's going on uh, in the state of wrestling. Those are my top five stories. If you want to participate, uh, usually earlier in the day, I did it this week. Earlier in the day on Wednesday, I'll post something on my Facebook. What do you think should be involved in the top five stories this week? Uh, And you can be a part of it. You can also watch State of Wrestling live as it happens. If you go to Facebook.com slash NotSam, you can, if you don't see it live, go to the Facebook page and watch them uh, after they happen. They get posted there and they're saved forever. Uh, So enjoy that. Enjoy yourselves. Be good to each other. This has been the State of Wrestling and Sam Roberts Wrestling Podcast. Goodbye, everybody. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Follow at Sam on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. And subscribe for free to listen every week to Sam Roberts Wrestling Podcast.